It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. LeFondre looking to get side of Fon. LeFondre away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elmpar Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, that was not a good day yesterday. Long journey up to Stoke City and it felt even longer on the way back. 4-0 defeat at the Bet365 Stadium. Always be known as the Britannia today, but we got well and truly stoked yesterday and... To help me talk through it, it was also with me, it's Matt Lansley. It's Groundhog Day again with Reading SC. <laughs> another another away trip, another yeah, it's like 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 you said, wasn't it? After after Rotherham, we're gonna have more games like this, and um we've we've had one. We've had another. <laughs> we most certainly have, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was dreadful yesterday. Um, you can't dress it up in any way. There was nothing positive to take out of that. Uh, we still sit 14th in the league. We're still 11 points off the relegation zones, but I'm not going to gloss it up and say everything's perfect because it wasn't. We now have a minus 17 goal difference away from home. Yes, you did hear that correctly. That was a correct stat, yeah. 28, 28 conceded in 15 as well. It's... Um... Uh, Almost yeah. two a game. Nearly nearly two a game. It's it's a big problem. It's a very big problem for Reading at the moment. It's a massive issue, isn't it? And Pauline's kind of like touched on that after the match saying, if the home form drops off slightly, where are we going to go? But let's get into the good, the bad and the injured. Well, I'm going to wrap this up quickly with me <laughs> on this one. The good, nothing. The bad, really? everything. Injured. <laughs> Well, there's a few more, isn't there, Matt? Um, kind of like updates on Andy Carroll as well, isn't there? Yeah, Carroll, um, you know, he wasn't in the squad yesterday. And I think um, I think everyone was hoping he might have been back. Paul Lint seemed to be quite up de- upbeat about the um, injury situation, saying I think two of the three injured were back in training um, earlier in the week. But Carroll out for a couple of weeks with his, with his ankle. You know, um, they're always difficult ones, sprained ankles, because I think he rolled it in the QPR game, but a couple of weeks for him, Saar, a couple of weeks, 
maybe not such a bad thing with obviously the performances Sarah's had, but but yeah, it's um it's it, it's a quick good, the bad and the injured this week because um yeah, like you said, I don't think um actually actually no, no, positive. We left Stoke and we don't have to play there again this season. Who wants to go back there? It was bitter yesterday. Absolutely bitter. It was fine until half time and then it just kicked into absolute freezing. The fog rolled in and it, yeah, but it, why it, it was wasn't there more fog. Why yeah, was there not more fog? <laughs> I couldn't see the other side of the pitch, to be honest. I don't know why it wasn't called off at half time. It was unbelievable. Exactly. I couldn't see anything. No, it's a disgrace. Referee, EFL, biased against yeah. us. Red, red, yeah. Reading, Reading, Fulham all those years back. That was worse at half time. That was worse, you know. <laughs> and they called that off and they didn't yesterday. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Sadly, the weather did not save us from an absolute pummeling yesterday. So I'm going to get on to some questions that we've been sent yesterday. Rants from uh, people listening to the podcast and on Twitter, from Andrew Butcher. When did we last have a decent defence? Even under Stam, we couldn't defend. Well, we've looked this up, haven't we, Matt? We, we got yeah. For the last good well, defence. Realistically, I think, you know, and again, people might look at this and just say, you're taking an easy, an easy route out of this. But, I mean, the last good defence we probably had was McDermott well even I was trying to think of good defenses after that you know even Paolo's first season when we finished seventh we still conceded I think 56 that season um the season where we finished with Bowen where things were looking slightly better again it was um it was around the 55 56 goals conceded mark we just don't have good defenses seemingly at the moment and, and even understand you know when we got to the playoffs where we conceded a heap of goals that season it's um yeah, it's 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 a depressing kind of thing. I kind of think with defenses, if you're probably in and around the fifty conceded mark, probably fifties, fifty-two, you could probably say that's a it's it's a good defense. But you know, we we've not touched those those heights for for many a year. Seemingly, it's depressing. So sorry to um sorry to depress you with that one, Andrew. It's been a long time. So yeah, I mean, kind of imagine that Steve Koppel in the one hundred six season only conceding thirty-one goals. 32. That's nuts, isn't it? I mean, it's crazy. You'll never see that again. You know, Burnley are nearly at 32 already. And, you know, everyone's talking about how good they are this year. And they are brilliant, that Burnley team. But but 32 goals in a season is crazy. It is, yeah. And Brian McDermott with 41. But let's get on to Thomas Hill's uh, question here. Statement, rant. I'm not quite sure. It's a mixture of everything, which is understandable. Every player looks like they couldn't give two fucks and that we've all, have already avoided relegation. At least Rotherham, they seem to show little motion. Okay. Lack of effort all round and disgraceful showing. We'll still be going to Sunderland, though. I mean, that is... That is football fan summed up because I can completely um, yeah. empathise with that myself, you know. And we'll like, both be going to Sunderland as well, won't we? So Sadly. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so somebody somebody find us a mental institute or someone to check our mental well-being, please, because, yeah, seemingly there's screws loose and many of them. I mean, it was, it was horrendous yesterday. And I see what he says about kind of emotion after the Rotherham game. He was just completely and utterly flat yesterday, wasn't it? There was just nothing there at all. It was, and it was evident from very, very early. It was yeah. not surprising. I mean, even when, I think even before it was one nil, I think we both agreed that this could be three nil, and we yeah. we were underestimated, we said it. didn't we? 
no no yeah we did underestimate it in the end yeah it was um but it it, it was it was clear from minute one and, and it's and it's um it, it's I, I think to say that that you know a lack of effort has been a sum up of this season under it's I think that's completely unfair on the team as a whole because I think one thing and Ince kind of pointed it out after this game you know the the minimum he expects is maximum effort you know and and for teams com- to compete and they just did not yesterday and he's completely right you know yesterday it was from 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 minute one Stoke were first of every second ball they were closing us down quickly they that they penned us in essentially on our on our eighteen yard box and we just couldn't get out. You know, like, and you've got to give credit to Stoke there, but with, with with how they set up and how they pressed, but 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 yesterday it was just whether whether they had an eye on Manchester United next week. You know, it, it's so frustrating that you know some players might have had an eye on that because you know we're not safe yet. You know, we're not we've not got we're not clear of relegation. You can't be looking at FA Cup ties against Man United or you know a good weekend away. You know, up 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 there when 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 we've still got to get points on the board. You know, like because it doesn't take too many losses after this, and you know we'll be you know looking over our shoulders again. Um, but yeah, yesterday it was just you know there's no painting up yesterday. There was it, it, effort, desire was just very much lacking, and it's sad to kind of see that sort of performance um, because it's not been it's not really been a hallmark of um, us under Ince. No, you're right. I, I would agree overall. Um, we definitely haven't been like that. And especially at home away, as the stats we just pointed out, we've been pretty abysmal. It's a different thing now, away from home. Yeah. 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 So Jack uh, Headley's also got in contact with us saying, new manager at the end of the season, Paul Ince isn't going to take us up to the top six. Martin Butler, FC. Now, I don't think that's actually the Martin Butler. I mean, if you want to verify your actual um, name and address and show us your passport picture. That would be interesting. But we know we'll take it at face value. I would bite your hand off at the start of the season if you said we'd be 14th in January at the start of the season. But with the squad we have now, would you agree that Paul Ince is out of his depth? I believe he is not good enough. Thing is, though, Martin Butler, um, I don't think the squad's actually very good at all. I think repeatedly we're showing that this team is not a good team. So I'm not sure about that point. Paul Ince, is he going to be the one who's going to take us to the glory of like to the top of the Premier League? Um, not top of the Premier League. No, he's not going to do that. Top of the Championship. <laughs> that would be a turn um, up for the books. Whoa, whoa, that would be. Yeah, yeah, that would be amazing. I don't think that. I don't think that's a realistic goal. Yeah, the Championship. Um. No, I'm not sure that. I don't think that is probably going to be the case. But is he the right manager for what he's done since he's come in? You've got to say we're in a better position than when actually he took over. The substitutions and tactics sometimes are baffling. Uh, I mean, what do you think on that, Matt? Yeah, like I think, you know, Ince is going to start to come in for a lot of stick almost because of you know how i say how well he's done so far you know he like everyone had us nailed on for for relegation pre-season you know and even even when we got the squad together you know every everyone was talking about you know this is literally offcuts from other people's teams it was free transfers it was you know loans for for no no money you know on very favorable terms terms with their parent club you know I, I I don't I agree with you. I don't think this is a very good championship side. You know they, they they've proven this time and time again. You know it's like quite a bit of the defense when you look at it realistically is still the defense that we actually had last season. You know which was one of the worst defenses in EFL history. 
let alone championship history, you know, and they were, you know, very lucky to stay up with that defence last year. You know, so I, I don't think it's that good of a team, you know, in, in, in reality. I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to hear kind of where people think the good parts in this team are. Um, but say, this isn't this isn't a question. Can we just take a moment to talk about Baba Ramam and his performance? Oh, we have to. Oh, it's just just offering nothing. I think his confidence has gone as well, but he's just not good enough. Um, no. The situation is just terrible. Yesterday, I don't know what was going on there at all. It, it just no. added nothing. It was just, it's just horrendous. Um, he was not the only one. There was lots of terrible performances yesterday, but he's doing it on a consistent basis, and he's just a major concern for me in the left back position as a whole. I mean, we could play Guinness Walker there and give him a go. I don't see why we wouldn't now because Barbara Mam's offering nothing. I think I think the thing with 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 Rahman um, is that you 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 just get nothing added to your team when you play him. You know he's not good defensively. He's shocking defensively. Actually, he's not good going forwards. He's not really good with the ball at his feet. There's nothing that he adds. You know, and when 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 you've got a player that adds nothing to your team, you might as well be playing with ten men if you're going to play him. You know, at least with Guinness Walker, yes, he's got a lot of pitfalls. You know, he's not he's not the best defensively you know i'm not trying to paint guinness walker up to be the the savior you know of our defense but at least with him you know you're actually going to get something productive going forwards you know so it's much better actually playing guinness walker there because then at least you know you're going to get something and you're probably not losing anything defensively because Rahman is just is just a shit show defensively anyway so you know if if you play walker there guinness walker you're actually going to get something you know rather than Rahman who's you know useless no in all honesty yeah no no i understand what you're saying let's do this other question from max actually and there's a lot of points here which are interesting why do we insist on playing five at the back why do we play his players out of position why does he not fancy starting joe and aziz why does he keep playing players who consistently don't play well who is our big character that's going to pull us out of a bad situation and galvanize us there's a lot to cover there, but those are um, concerning issues. I mean, I do, there's, this is the problem. I, I don't really understand the plan and it's, we did show something different yesterday, yesterday tactically, but obviously it was a complete fail. But was that down to the tactics? Was that down to all the players playing abysmally? What do you think? Well, the the thing that I don't really understand and it's kind of, um, Whenever, whenever we play, I don't think we're going to go away from a five at the back, you know. And to be honest, when you're so bad defensively, I think it'd be kind of suicide to go away from five at the back because that's probably your best chance of actually stemming goals, you know, and actually just building a solid defensive footing. You could say yes, it's gone pretty poorly so far, but um, but the issue comes when when you play a three in the midfield in front of them because in that midfield you've got Hendrick. Loom and Fauna, if you play those three there. And none of them are creative. None of them are actually giving you really anything going forwards. None of them are actually that good going forwards. You know, Hendrick's got three goals this season, you know, two long shot pop shots and, you know, one from one yard. Fauna has only got one goal, you know, again, a shot from 25 yards and Loom, one goal with a header. You know, they're not actually going to give you anything going forwards. They're not going to create anything. And when you're not actually creating anything, when you've got three in the midfield, you know, you're you're giving yourself a massive problem because now you're just leaving, you know, as it was yesterday, Mate and Ince up top, who just get no 
uh, no service and just get nothing to feed off of. And it doesn't matter if you play Zhao up there, you know, because Zhao's not going to do any better. If you put Carroll up there, he's going to do nothing better because the ball's not going to get to them enough to actually do something. You know, I mean, we, we, we discussed it on the way home. I mean, I, I, I could probably count on one hand how many touches Mate had yesterday, you know, and, and, and it's really, really concerning that, like, um, if you're going to play with, with those three in midfield, you've got to have someone creative there. And we just don't have that. You know, we don't have someone that's going to be able to create in that midfield, you know, be able to spread the ball out wide or, you know, pick out a pass into feet into, you know, Zhao or Mate, Carol, whoever plays up top. It's just not going to happen, you know. So realistically, I think the, the best thing you can do is try and play Ince as a number 10 role behind two strikers. And then at least you've got a link there into into Ince rather than playing Ince as, as, a, as a second striker almost, you know, because... Even if he plays the second striker, he's probably not going to get more than ten goals a season, you know. So, like, I, I, I just don't really see what putting in in that second striker role is really, really going to do. And then it just creates a really frustrating situation. I mean, Mate must have been punching walls by the time he came off. Zhao would be, Carol would be, anyone you play there would be. Yaku Mate touched the ball eighteen times yesterday. Was that it? Yeah. Oh That's my it. word, Jesus! Yeah, it is. Eighteen times, yeah. and I think three or four of them was probably when he had that one pop shot in the first half, which you know was pretty much yeah. all he, all he I mean, had all I, game. If there was any one player who came off the pitch and I thought, yeah, was he amazing? No, not at all. But did he keep going and did he keep trying to? Whenever he got the ball, I think it probably was Mate. But I mean, that's really that's stretching a point, isn't it? I, I'm mm. trying to find a positive in a very negative. We've situation. we've we've, we've we found a positive from someone who touched the ball 18 times. <laughs> exactly. That's, it, exactly. That was the type of game it was yesterday. <laughs> it was so bad. So, yeah, we got a couple more um, uh, questions here from uh, Dean Bennett. What does Mbenge have to do to start a game? He signed up to a new deal saying how delighted he was that he chose to keep developing at Reading, but then doesn't pick him. Very odd. And why does it never take any responsibility results? The way he sets us up, etc., isn't helping the team or the team to succeed. He keeps chucking the players under the bus. And he carries on saying, if I was a player and the manager kept doing that to me, I wouldn't want to play for them, basically. It's an interesting way with the way he deals with the players, isn't it? I mean, and Benge, surely he's got to play at some point. I mean, defensively, yeah. we've let in six goals in the last two games. And one thing we massively lack is pace, and he's got pace. Will he make a mistake? Mm. Yeah, he might. Definitely might make a mistake. I mean, he's shown like a real tendency to give away penalties, but uh, I still would like to see him playing. No, likewise, you know, and and I really think, you know, with with Mbenge, um, whether or not he might be able to, or we might be able to shuffle around the back four to move Yidom back out to, you know, right wing back, so he's not playing centre back. Because I think, you know, one player that and one person that's probably got on the radar on, you know, the criticism you know, scale this season is probably Yearden because he's he's not really doing actually a lot right at the moment. And yesterday was, you know, it was probably one of his worst performances. There was mistakes all over the place. And But at the end of the day, he's being played out of position. You know, he, he's, he's not a natural centre-back. You know, he's got to, we've got to probably move him back to that right wing-back slot, you know. And like, yes, we've, we've been playing Hoylet there. But then if you if you take Hoylet out of that right, right wing-back, I mean, he, he played, you know, some some of last season at a, at a number 10 role, you know, we, we know he can play on the wing and it just gives you another option kind of up the pitch rather than moving one of your attacking options into a defensive position. You know, and, and I'm not slating Hoylet 
um, for this season because I think he's actually done a very good job where he's where he's been and kind of the role that he's been asked to do. But you know, with 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 Mbenge, you know, I think uh, I think that 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 question that comment has kind of hit the nail on the head with him. You know, because it's like since he signed a contract, he's not actually started. You know, like yes, there's only been a few games since, but you know, he's he's probably been one of the brighter sparks in in you know a subpar defence so far this year yes he's had instances which you look at and you think he's got to sharpen up his game there he can't be making those sorts of mistakes but you know he's 21 at the end of the day you know he's a really he's a really good talent you know and maybe it wouldn't have made a difference yesterday I don't know but but you know I, th- I think certainly going forwards you know we've got a defence that's leaking goals at the moment you've got to try and do something you know to to change that going forwards and bring in Bengay in could be could be that that option yeah, no, it's, I I think it's something that we should do. And we will be talking about the goals. We just want to get these questions out because it's good to have like different um, thoughts from uh, people listening, Red and FC fans. So let's give this a little bit of balance here because I think it's important as well. And this is from Charlie Ness. Such a reactionary fan base. One week, everybody loves Ince. Then today, everybody wants him out. Don't get me wrong. I'm sceptical skeptical about how far he can take us in the future. But people at this club are so short-tempered with him. I assume he means fans, not the club. But, um, yeah, I mean, let's look at where we are. As I've mentioned probably before, we're 14th in the league. We're 11 points clear. Do I think that we could get pulled back into a relegation battle? Yes, 100%. That could happen. But would I have taken this scenario at the start of the season? Yes, I also would have as well. But... We're just off the back of the QPR match when we conceded two goals when we tuned up and we've lost 4-0 and it really could have been six or seven yesterday to a team that have been a really poor Stoke City. But I do understand your point overall there, Charlie. I think the chances of Paul Ince leaving, getting the sack are very remote at the moment. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, you know, um, it would take quite a lot for, for you know, Ince to actually get sacked from here. And even for us to get, I think, dragged back into a relegation scrap, you know, because you look at the teams at the bottom and really the points we've accrued so far, you know, 37 points. With the teams at the bottom, you know, earlier in the season, they were all averaging above a point a game. We're thinking you might need 50, 52 points this season to stay up. That's dropped back down again to a point a game. You know now, so it's now looking like 46, 48 points might be might be a barrier. So you're looking at you know three or four more wins in 18 games that we need. You know which you'd you'd certainly hope you know a team would be able to do that. And if they don't do that, then quite frankly, they, you know you'd say they deserve to go down. But but you know like with, with, with where we are at the moment, nobody would have predicted you know us to be this high so far this season and and you know for for kind of all the criticism that Ince gets from this fan base like is his football the best best style of football no you know is he the best best tactician in the world of course he's not but realistically we were never going to get a manager who was the next Pep Guardiola you know in the summer you know Ince he kept us up last season he's done a very good job this season by all accounts to actually get the points on the board that he's got at the moment and like I say he's kind of he's kind of become a bit of kind of a victim of kind of the where we are now in the table because we're 11 points away from relegation you know we're only um you know about five points off the playoffs and people then naturally look up the table when you start slipping away from the top of the table you start asking questions about the manager but you know that this is the manager that is you know put us in this position with a team that really isn't that good 
you know, he's he's done a I think more than a good job so far. And like 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 he said, whether the fan base is reactionary or or not, you know, it's it's I guess most fan bases would probably be the same in this position. But realistically, has he done a good job this season? Well, yeah, you know, like like I think most of us expected us to be to be the Wigan of this of of this season so far. You know, cut adrift already. You know, or Cardiff, you know, that down there, I'd much rather be in our position than Cardiff right now, you know. So, like, I think you've perspective you've got to have in this situation. Like, you might not be the biggest fan of Ince or his tactics, his substitutions, his style of football, what he says in the media. But at the end of the day, he's brought a very weak side with a within, you know, touching distance of safety this season. That was the goal. You know, that that was the one goal for us. Stay up this season by whatever means possible. Points over performances this season. And so far, you know, it's worked. You know, like, I, I just hope we can get out of this seem little rut that we're in at the moment um, and just get, get a few more wins on the board, just settle the relegation nerves. And then you can just, you know, then you can start looking forwards a bit more and maybe even just looking at the summer, you know, to start the rebuild project. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> I got to say one thing as well. I totally understand my fans and reaction to it is because people give a shit, don't they? They really do care about it. It's in their DNA. And the support yesterday from the away end was really backing the team. It was yeah. only when it went at three nil and we did leave it three nil because it's a long journey back and it was fucking freezing. And we just decided we wanted to get back. It was not going to get you. I, we, we, we've seen more than enough three, four nils to like staying to the end does not make you feel any better. I can, I've no, 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 fair play to you. <laughs> uh, no, there's no like, you know, um, badge of honor here for anyone is there to leave early or no. stay. So it's just what you want to do, isn't it? So we've been trying to avoid this. But now we're going to have to do it, Matt. We're going to have to go through all four of those absolutely horrendous goals that we conceded yesterday. So let's start with the first one. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tom Holmes plays a pass to Unum on the right-hand side. I think it's the fifth minute or so. And you think, first of all, why is he really passing to Yudem there? He's the Stoke players closing down right on him. He could have passed it forward. There was quite a lot of times in that match when Holmes was who did not have a good game yesterday. Um, just toothed the ball forward, basically. And if we'd have done that, maybe we would have got out of that situation. But after Yudem gets the ball, it's just a disaster zone, isn't it? Well, he passed it to him twice, you know, Holmes. Like, like, like the first one should have been you know, the warning sign anyway with how he was closed down. But then it Eden passes back to Holmes 
and he decides to pass back to Yidam. You know, why? Like, 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 and Ince mentioned it after the game, you know, individual decision-making was just baffling at times yesterday, and it's just one of them, and yeah, like, I mean, Yidam, he's too weak there, it's never going to be a foul, you know, what, what he's, you know, I can, I can understand kind of what he's trying to do there, because he can feel the pressure there, and he can feel he's in a bad situation, he's trying to win an, an, a, a soft free kick, but I mean, it's never a free kick, you know, you've got to be stronger there if you're Yidam, you know, either just try and get it back to Lumley to lump it up the field, you know, whatever you do there, you've just got to stop Stoke from getting the ball, if you need to, just put it out, just put it out of play to, for a throw in, you know, at that point, just do something. Do not just, you know, fall over and crumble under the ball and under, you know, the tiniest bit of pressure to, to, um, to give them the ball in, you know, a, a good position there. You know, it's, it's just, it's dreadful on all, all accounts really from homes from the original decision-making and Yeardham, you know, for actually doing it. But then, you know, from their homes has got the difficult, difficulty of having you know a two-on-one who do you mark who do you try and do, do, do you try and close down do you step off to try and stop the um you know ball across he doesn't really do either um and then it comes to smallbone who you know has a relatively good shot there's not really that much power on it it's it's just another one of those that you well i know we differ about what 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 we think about lumley but it's another one which you know it's not in the corner like from range could Lumley do better? Maybe, you know, possibly. Depends on your point of view. Um, but it just summed up the first 15, 20 minutes that did for Reading because that wasn't the first time that happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we can... Um, uh, I, I don't think I would blame uh, Lumley there for that goal. I think he's been just put in a really bad position. But that's fair enough, Matt. We all see it differently, don't we? Somehow, we managed to get to half time, and it's only 1-0. It wasn't like constant shot after shot and saves from like Lumley, but we just didn't get out, did we? I mean, we had 61% possession yesterday, but at absolutely no point did I feel that we were had pressure for more than a minute. It, it Nothing came from it. And Stoke had multiple chances when they should have scored. The closest they probably came in the first half was from Brown when it deflects just over the bar. And you're thinking, if we can get into halftime at 1-0, some miracle might happen. You never know. You've seen it so many times in football matches. You you don't know. And Mete has a late chance. And you think, OK, he couldn't do much more there. He's got a good, powerful shot away, hasn't he? But the goalkeeper should say that. Yeah, it's straight straight down. Um, it's just straight at him. Like, you know, so there's there's no kind of, you know, it's not either side. It's, it's a save that you know a keeper he doesn't even really need to put his hands up does he if he doesn't put his hands up it's going to whack him in the face and he's still saved anyway so <laughs> you know but i mean it was it was really the only that that and a free kick actually which i think just went it went plumb middle into the wall i think from from ince you know that yeah, was I, really... I didn't even want to mention that because that was yeah this pointless isn't it yeah it, 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 that that was literally all, all we had in the first half i think and it was probably two of the moments that we actually ventured out of our half i was i'm gobsmacked we actually had 61 percent possession because it did not feel they just like kept it. on battering us down both sides basically and predominantly down yeah. our left hand side i yeah. looked at a heat map after the game and there's a whole heat map just around the edge of our right outside the um uh, front of our, our um edge of our penalty area and ours is nowhere near us. it's just yeah. constantly back back just yeah. defensively 
and it's it's, just... it's it's how it felt, you know. It, it, and like 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 I said at the start, it was it was just seemingly constant pressure. It it, it was just nonstop, and you got to give Stoke credit where credit's due for that. You know, they came out there fired mm. up for a team that's only won three at home before yesterday. You know, that that they they were the ones that you know they imposed themselves at home, which you want to see a team do if you're at home. But I mean, we dealt with it abysmally. Time, yeah, yeah, time. it was abysmal. And... Team under so much pressure to play like that, it was just. Like it was, yeah, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Um, so we get into the second half, it's the 57th minute. Um, somehow this goal's been given to Campbell, Tom Holmes, another poor pass straight into the Stoke City midfield. Then the shot comes in from Campbell, and that's got to be an own goal from Holmes, hasn't it? Really? Uh, no, I, I, I don't think it's going to be an own goal because I think you know Lumley's probably going to comfortably say that because it's a pretty feeble shot, really. But, but it I mean, Holmes... head of Tom Holmes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But it was a deflection. Yeah, it was, a, it was, it was a deflection. But it's always going to go down as the striker's goal, that you know. But like you know, Holmes again, uh, like he just had one of those games which, as a defender, you're just looking at and you're just thinking, please, just let this stop at, at some point and. You know, again, he got he got taken off after, um, you know, when 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 the quadruple sub substitution came up, quite rightfully so, because he was dreadful, you know. But like, I don't really know why he's trying to pass into the midfield there. He, he's not put any pace on it to get to Hendrick, and Hendrick has seemingly got you know Baker right on his shoulder because he doesn't really need, need to move that much to actually get the ball, you know. So what Holmes is say, like seeing there, I don't know. You know, and if you're going to at least try a pass like that to a player that's you know marked in the midfield, like I mean you know, you've got to make passes into the midfield like that at times because you've got to try and be progressive. But if you're going to do that, you've at least got to, you know, put some pace on it. And he's just, you know, passed it like he's passing it around the back the back five, you know, into midfield, into a dangerous area. You know, like it's, it's just a dreadful pass on, on all fronts. And yeah, then it, you know, it's just, again, is like, it's, we've seen a goal like this so many times, just the back, back three, just sitting off, no one getting pressure to the player. Shot comes in, gets a bit lucky with the deflection, but you know, then again, you know, Lumley doesn't really have to move much to save it, and it still goes in, you know. So, yeah, number three, let's get through these, let's rail through these, let's just get these done, Matt, because like, oh, it's just horrible, isn't it? It's like another cross into the box, T Max gets caught out, and Brown scores his goal, and that's three nil, isn't it? It's it's three 0 and I mean credit where credit's due again. Great ball in from Stoke, but I mean T Max got to do something. You you cannot be leaving the ball in that situation when you've got a player behind you. You know, like like because if like if you're trying to get the ball there to try and clear it, and if it ends in ends in your net, you know it's ending in the net anyway because you've got you've got Brown behind you. He's got to tap in anyway, as he showed. You've got to be getting something on that, whether it's a header, header over the bar, just, you know, a knee to clear it away, a foot to clear it away. Whatever you do, you cannot let that go past you in that situation. You know, you're, 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 you're then just hoping and praying that somebody's looking over you to save you, save your blushes there if you're Tom McIntyre. And it's just dreadful. You know, again, the decision making is just horrid. Absolutely horrid. Yeah. Basically, uh, goal number four, Josh Lawrence has a shot and kind of deflects off Dwight Gale. Four nil, Joe of... Lumley has. <laughs> it, it was a massive deflection off Dwight it Gale. Was, it was, but <laughs> it, you know, it's whatever, isn't it? Now, really, we've reached that point. With it's, it. it's, it's, it's an interesting nil. It's an interesting one, though, for, for, for Dwight Gale. He was, I think, and again, this isn't going to cheer up any Reading fans, but I think this was his 51st game without a goal. 51st game without a goal like consecutively that he's played 
Um, and then to get a goal like that, you know, that, that that that's that's the kind of goal which you want to end a goal drought, right? You know, like like a pot shot which you have absolutely no idea like what has hit you, what has gone on, and you've got a goal like that, you know. Um I've I found that quite amusing and it, it just uh, like cherry on cherry on the cake for you know four nil and a dismal away away performance you know having a goal for someone who hasn't scored in so many games like that in a that sort of fashion it's just like well that's that's the perfect way to way to finish off a game like that you know it's um yeah yeah, they absolutely uh, dominated it from the first minute completely served to win should have been six or seven they were the only team who actually really turned up well no there's no excuses um nothing unlucky about it for us in any way or form they were just way better than us on the day oddly though i like i don't even i don't think they actually played that well Stoke. Yeah, i know but that's even honestly. more depressing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. They, they 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 didn't even play that well, you know. Did well, four we gifted nil... them three goals at least. Yeah, yeah. No, we did. You know, and it's like like you still the, got to the... take them. You still got to take them, yeah. But like Cardinal sinners, you know, you you're away to a team with such a poor home record, and you just gift them that first goal. You know, that is just that is just dreadful. You know that 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 first goal, you you cannot be gifting a team that is in such a bad run of form such an easy goal. You know that that is just. You know that's inexcusable. And then to, again in the second half to do the exact same for for a second, it's just dreadful. It's like, you know, you you think back to seasons gone by, right? When we've you know had a you know a hideously long list of comical goals, you know, from the era, eras of Paulo and and um, uh, what was his name, Clement it's and the, the like, Gomez. Years, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's. It's Sorry. just it's Reading FC seemingly, but I mean, I long for a season where we can actually just be good away from home, because it's seemingly like we talked about at the start where we had a good. When was the last time we had a good defense? I mean, when was the last time we had a good away record? You know, it, we're just so bad away from home. Yeah, it's a long, long time ago. It's probably the last time we had a good away record. I had her, so that is how how yeah. long ago it was. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Pauline said after the match, one thing's for sure about my teams is that my teams compete, and they didn't today. They let themselves down, and they let the fans down, and they let the club down. That's absolutely true. Um, can't argue with that. Um, it was just uh, dreadful. But Pauline also has to take some responsibility for this away form. It, you know, he's been there for long enough now. This is not uh, an accident. Something needs to change. Something needs to change, right? You know, because, like... It only takes a small downturn in that in that home form, which if you're performing so poorly away from home, you know, there's no reason why that's not going to, you know, go into the home form. And that's why I say about, you know, that we just need to get we need to make sure we get a few more wins on the board, you know, as quickly as possible, because otherwise you can start looking over your shoulder. And, you know, if you're conceding two, three goals every week, you know, that's not it's not going to be long until you're going to be looking over your shoulder and a few wins for the teams at the bottom. And you're right. He back also talked about like us not being able to play possession football and how we're not good enough to do that, which is ultimately true. But he also talked about how we um weren't good enough in the final third. We've very rarely went there, Paul. Very, very rarely ventured into that part of the pitch. So for us not be good enough in that area, I mean, if you don't go there, you can't actually be very bad there. Can you? Yeah, so like, I'd, I'd. Oh. I'd, I'd I would have more said, you know, we weren't good in the final two thirds. 
to be honest, you know, because because the midfield was basically, yeah. No, no, like, 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 and it kind of comes back to what we were saying at the start about the midfield, you know, when you've got no creativity in that midfield, you know, when you're only playing two up top, you know, two strikers, two players to go forward, you know, you're setting yourself up really for a really difficult afternoon because, you know, you're not going to get the ball to to your front two enough to even try and get anything into you know the um in in into the box and like when when you've only really got two attacking players you know none of your midfielders really want to go forwards that much you know like Hendricks you know he's not really that good going forward Fauna neither you know Loom is a you know defensive midfielder anyway so he's not going to venture anywhere over halfway line you know so it's yeah like like something I'm sure it's what we've got in the squad at the moment, but you know, like I think you've got to be starting with two strikes and then ints behind, or you know, bring Hoylet out of that wing back's position finally and move him further up the pitch because we just need more in that final third and more options up there. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring this to an end now because obviously uh, we've got a nice easy match next week where we're clearly going to win. It's only Manchester United away, who are in obviously ridiculously good form. So that will be fun in the FA Cup. I don't know how that, how badly that's going to go. We will find out next Saturday. Evening. Just don't get hammered, Reading. Like the like the word like it, it's 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 a really annoying tie now to have because you know you've come off a four 0 loss. You've come off as well before that giving away two goals at home. If you lose four three 0 again away from home against Man United, and then you've got I think Watford at home after that. That's really not what you want to set yourself up for that. And then Sunderland away. It's like it's really actually tough run of fixtures that Reading have got. You know, just go put in a good performance. Hopefully, if they would take if they, if any of the players took their eye off, you know, Stoke yesterday with United in mind, bloody hell, you better be putting in a fantastic performance next week. You know, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, well, I'll be honest, I'd much rather have seen them actually turn up yesterday than Manchester United, because <laughs> really it doesn't matter. I'd much rather have three points, which we didn't get anywhere near. Uh, three shots would have been nice. But uh, <laughs> thanks a lot for listening. I really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed it and you enjoy it in any way, it was a tough one today, wasn't it? Give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. We will be back with a preview of that dreaded game against Manchester United during the week. Cheers.